0: It is Tuesday the 16th of August, welcome to Afternoon Sport, Tim Gilbert here, I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and Shane I was thinking, chatting about the pie yesterday that you may or may not have eaten at the football with Tom, I just thought how good is a hot meat pie in the middle of winter, chuck a little bit of rain at it. But are you a conventional pie, ma'am, with just the straight meat, or are you sort of into the spice, Thai, and the tandoori? Which way do you go?
1: No, I do like a curried pie, actually, Tim. But mm. um, but at the footy, I, it was it was the big bucketed hot chips, extra oh, yeah. extra salt, and plenty of tomato sauce. Perfect, mate. Perfect way to watch the footy on a cold
0: day. I'm a massive fan of the little villies pies, the little oval-shaped, and it's almost like you can give yourself permission to have as many as you want. Oh, I have about 10 too many. Yeah, they're smaller,
1: they're better for you, aren't they? Oh,
0: I have 10 too many every time. All right, we've got plenty on. Marcus Stoinis, this was really odd what happened in this clash so we'll have a chat about that the world game of course Manchester City banned sunscreen what's going on there and in the NRL Kaelin Ponga the trip to the cubicle if you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure then join the Osher group they exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well managed and data driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osha Group online at theoshagroup.com. Look, there's some sort of taboo subjects, isn't there, in the world of cricket? And Marcus Stornis, the Australian cricketer, seems to have overstepped the line, intimating that an opposition player was chucking the ball. What did you make of all of that?
1: You have to be very, very careful with this one, Tim. You're dead right. There are some things that you do and don't do in cricket. And this is one. I think um, I've not seen the bowler's action, um, I've only seen it in still frames. And so it's hard to judge. But basically, what he was mimicking, he was almost calling him a cheat. And that's what you're insinuating when you're calling someone a chucker. So he needs to be... Pakistani bowler, wasn't it? Yeah, Muhammad um, Hasnan. And he dismissed Stoinis, who top scored, I think, with about 39. Look, he bowls at about 142 k's an hour. In this particular game, he was. Um, So he's quite quick. And uh, yeah, with a short one, he's he's mimicking saying that he definitely chucked it. So Marcus Stornis needs to be careful.
0: The women's game has just kicked along so well over the last few years and the amount of runs that are, are being scored and the style of batting. It's just such watchable cricket. Australia's Beth Mooney almost at the top of the pile and fell agonizingly short of a historic century in, in this new hundreds to tournament.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, Going to bet that uh, in, in about 10, 15 years' time, Beth Mooney's going to look back at this period and say it was probably some of her best times of her life. Um, she's just been a major contributor in Australia's gold medal at the Commonwealth Games, and she was almost the first girl to reach 100. Um, in the women's 100, uh, the tournament played in England. She was 97 not out and, and just smashed the ball to all parts of the ground. And, yeah, she's in, in real good form at the moment and must be really enjoying her cricket.
0: Yeah, over there in the UK, and she, she needed a mm. six off the last ball. But, uh, yeah, she uh, can do no wrong at the moment, Beth Mooney. Unlike uh, Daniil Medvedev, well, he's had a, a difficult time of it. Obviously, his heritage isn't helping. He's world number one in the world of tennis, and he's been sledged. Uh, or heckled, whichever way you want to describe it, but uh, an unlikely supporter in Nick Kyrgios because he's had a crack at the fan.
1: (laughs) But this makes me laugh. I reckon Daniel Medvedev is a sport little brat, to be honest, and uh, look, we saw him carry on out here in the Australian Open last year and and had a bit of a go at the crowd, and he wanted them to be quiet. Mm. Um, Well, Kyrgios has beaten him, and then a heckler's called him a, a loser, and the funny part of this story is that then Nick Kyrgios has come out to defend... Daniel Medvedev saying, he's the best we've got in the game. We have to show some respect just after beating him. <laughs> it's yeah. a bit of a compel old, I think, but uh, yeah, it makes me laugh. Do you want Nick Curris um, defending you? Probably not, but uh, I'm sure he'll be getting under Daniel's, um, uh, uh, under his skin. And I think the crowd should keep going at him. He's a bit of a sport brat, I think.
0: And they haven't been best mates over the time, have no, they? Oh, no. the Kyrgios and no. uh, Medvedev, he's... He's uh, got into a slanging match on uh, more than one occasion with him. What about this handshake? I just looked at the vision again—the oh, Tottenham Chelsea draw. The two coaches. I mean, they'd already been handed a card or you know some sort of um, intervention from the officials throughout the game, and they'll both red carded. This was ridiculous. What sort of example are they
1: setting? Very poor one, and I had no idea that the. The managers could even be given red cards and they were both given one. Um, it was during the two-all draw between Tottenham and Chelsea and Thomas Tuchel and uh, and the Tots boss Antonio Conte, well, they were both sort of carrying on um, during the match whilst their team was scoring. And when it came to give the handshake that Tuchel was not happy at all with Conte not looking him in the eye when they shook hands. And they basically almost ripped each other's arms off, if you have a look Ooh. at it, on... Um, On YouTube, yeah, it was very, very bad sportsmanship and a a very bad example to the kids and and the greater public watching.
0: Yeah, it looked like something out of the WWE. I I thought, you know, (laughs) he's going to do the rotator cuff there. (laughs) It was ridiculous the way he swung his arm and lifted it over the top. You get the opportunity, go and have a look at it. It's uh, it's absurd what happened. Absolutely. Almost as absurd as what's happened at Manchester City. Now, granted, I suppose throughout the course of time, you haven't really needed a lot of sunscreen Mm. in the United Kingdom, but uh, they've had unprecedented warm weather and Manchester City... Um, has banned sunscreen at Etihad Stadium over there, and uh, the melanoma charity in the UK, understandably, um, upset by this, and they're saying, well, why not get dispensers? Apparently, this isn't the only place where taking your sunscreen in is banned.
1: Yeah, well, it's obviously something to do with taking in substances t- in the ground that could be potentially explosives. So, I can see where they're coming from there, but look, they've got to be moving the times, as you said, unprecedented heat wave, thirty degree plus, and um, Man City flogging Bournemouth Four nil and and you've got palm um, sitting Poms sitting in the stands and probably all turning pink um, they're saying put on the sunscreen before you get to the ground, but I think just simply put dispensers in the ground so you can make sure that the substance within inside that is fine uh, and no one's in, uh, in danger.
0: Yeah, it doubled down, didn't it? Because Manchester City's come out on their Twitter page saying that the Metro and the train system's under pressure because of the heat. Walk home if you can. So look, we're not going to give you sunscreen, but stay in the ground and then walk home. So, uh, yeah, they might have to do something about that. I think they do. Cameron Smith and his bid for the number one ranking in the latest tournament in golf was dashed by a rule breach. Now, basically, it happened the third round the start of the third round looking back on the second round the rules officials had said uh that you know he'd done something wrong he'd basically had the ball on the edge of the, the hazard line. I have played golf with a few guys over the park mm. course of time. We might have just given that a little bit of the the Shoe the, the size shoe edge. 10, shoe edge. The
1: size 10. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, Cam Smith there, he had an opportunity with Dash. Look, he, he will be world number one at some stage, so I don't think he's too concerned. But Scotty Scheffler missing the cut, this was his chance. If he won this tournament, he is number one in the world. Um, for the first time. And as you said, Tim, yeah, he put, he put uh, the second round, put this shot into the drink um, mm. and it took a drop and it was actually on the line still, of the out of bounds line. So it never cost him four shots. Hence, he didn't win the tournament. Hence, he's not number one.
0: Yeah, and he, he, he took it on the chin. He basically said, yeah. rules are rules, uh, yep. which they are. Stay with us, AFL NRL next. <laughs> Now, what about Essendon? They've had a bludge of a year. Uh, ben Rutten stays. The boss goes.
1: Yeah, well, this happens. Uh, so Essendon, 15th on the ladder. Uh, only teams below them are GWS, West Coast and North Melbourne. So a pretty poor season. And when that happens, things need to change. Well, Ben Rutten has stayed and Essendon um, President, um, Paul Brasho has uh, has quit, um, so he moves on. So a new president will come in and look to go um, have a better season next year, the Bombers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, they haven't got a lot more to do than uh, drink a lovely glass of Barossa or McLaren Val Chiraz in Adelaide uh, at the moment with their football, uh, apart from the fact that uh, these two guys have, have one more game, but they neither are going to feature in the finals. Yeah, disappointing um, for supporters of AFL in
1: Adelaide. Um, both Adelaide finishing 14th and Port Adelaide 11th. So they play each other the last round. Uh, no prison bars will be worn by Port Adelaide. There'll be no um, no finals for these teams, as mentioned, and there'll be no love lost. That is for sure. These two will go hard at each other um, in bragging rights only to see where they finish at the end of the
0: season. Not that there's anything wrong with the McLaren, or Boross and Shiraz. We're no. still going to take afternoon sport on the road through the Adelaide Hills and go down to... Uh, <laughs> Star of Greece. Oh my goodness gracious! My it stomach m- is rumbling.
1: It might be. It might be evening sport when we do it down there, Tim. We might be getting
0: up a little bit later. Yeah, well, it's all about it's all about <laughs> your willingness to change, Shane. Eh? Um, what What about Kalum Pongo in this cubicle? And then the uh, these dads come out and uh, look. Basically, uh, security guard has kicked him and his teammate Kurt Mann out of a cubicle in a, in a pub. They'd uh, gone there to have a few drinks to celebrate something, and. Um, Basically, I was like, I think he bought a new house, but uh, and then the old man's come out and said, "Oh no, he went to help his mate who was sick." But it's um, you know, it's been poked at. People are finding holes in this excuse. (laughs) Yeah, well, look, our
1: listeners are pretty uh, smart people, and uh, so they can make up their own mind. But Kaelan Ponga coming out of the toilet with his mate Kirk Mann. Uh Pong and his dad say no. Uh, Cailin was only helping his mate who was sick. But when they left the cubicle, they are both holding bourbon and cokes. <laughs> so I don't know what they're doing there, Tim, but uh, I'm pretty sure our listeners can make their own assumptions.
0: Mm, getting himself into mm. a bit of Barney rubble. Yep. Uh, look, a massive call from Phil Gould to give Cameron Seraldo this five-year deal, and people are writing up it could backfire on it.
1: Well, it could, but it, it's... It could work the other way as well. I think giving a team like the Bulldogs some security that have had very little of that in recent times is a good thing. I think the fact that with Gus Gould there and trying to uh, poach a lot of players from Penrith is also a good thing. Look, he's on 800K a season, but it'll mean Burton will extend probably his contract past 2023. It'll mean Kikau won't get cold feet and will come over. It'll mean Mahoney won't get cold feet either and and it'll it'll probably shore up Atto Cars tenure at the club as well so from that perspective alone it's got to be a positive thing i think
0: yeah well it's, it's going to be interesting to watch they're a proud club aren't they a very mm. proud club they've had better results the back end of the year than they did at the start so uh, we'll watch with interest he's look he's done well he filled in before they they went with ivan cleary so uh, we'll watch what cameron can come up with now in the formula one uh, daniel ricardo uh, he's not having the best of time as we know the past year or so but Music icon, and all the kids love this bloke, Harry Styles, uh, one of the One Direction stars, has uh, come out saying how much he loves Daniel. He's worn a t shirt.
1: He's wearing a Ricardo shirt, yeah, so full support from Harry Styles. Look, we said that Ricardo, um, prior to um, his uh, team saying that they'll probably move him on next year, and he wants a $21 million payout. Um, we both believe that he was going to go and, into the, the world of movies and that sort of stuff in Hollywood, and he's had a lot of success with Stan. Um, he's moving in those circles, isn't he, with Harry Styles and, and mm. rock stars and that sort of people. So, yeah, his mind, and I think, is definitely not on Formula One racing. It's probably the next phase of his life.
0: We've got a few excuses floating around in the world of sport at the moment. It's a bit like the train had a flat tyre or the dog ate my homework. Uh, this this <laughs> MLB star, Fernando Tatis Jr., caught out, and, and this just, is a dead set ridiculous lie isn't it he, he's he has been banned i don't know for 80 weeks or something And this guy's a superstar massive money um uh, over a drug ban and it was an anabolic steroid that had a very similar name to another drug and he's trying to tell the world that he had ringworm <laughs> it didn't float
1: that nah, nah. so he's been banned for eighty games. Um, mm-hmm. This guy's on four hundred million plus. I think it's four hundred sixty-seven million US dollars. Yeah. And yeah, the anabolic steroid. Um, he's saying it was used for to get rid of ringworm. It must be bloody big frigging r- worms <laughs> To use steroids, God. Oh. Well, anyway.
0: I got, the na- got the name wrong. Yeah. Uh, look, w- one of the most startling moments I, I had. The, the great pleasure of covering so much sport at the Melbourne Cricket Ground over 30 years. But one of the most startling moments was watching your brother, Brett Lee, bowl to Piers Morgan. Mm-hmm. You, it was standing room army, huge crowd. And, and of course, uh, uh, it, Brett didn't go soft on him. No, he didn't, mate. And uh,
1: it, w- it wasn't long after this that Brett and I um, had dinner with Piers Morgan and um, his brother, and uh, it was down at Bathers at Balmoral, and and Pierce asked me, did I see Brett bowling to him? And I, and I said, I, I did. And he said, what do you think? I said, I think you're a friggin' idiot. And in his defense, Pierce Morgan, that is, he said, I, I didn't want Brett to go easy on me because I wanted to feel what it was like. He said, I felt like I was a, a gladiator inside, and people were calling for, for, for my blood. Mm. And, um, yeah, as it turned out, it, Brett actually broke his rib, and, Prior to Brett getting piers in there, Brett said, "What do you think?" I said, "Well, mate, just be careful because." And we and we got uh, Piers Morgan to sign a waiver in case he died, <laughs> which brought a lot of press towards it. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't my thing, and it ended up breaking his rib. And uh, but as he said, at least he knows what it's like to face someone bowling that fast. And I said, "Mate, you're a braver man than I."
0: Oh, I think he got out uh, fairly unscathed, really, of what could have happened. Interesting stuff. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our wonderful sponsors.
1: Yeah, fantastic sponsors, the Osha Group. If you're in the market for a racehorse, go and check the boys at the Osher Group and I'll point you in the right direction, that's for sure, Tim.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And our great producer, Dan McHugh, we are back tomorrow with your Daily Dose of Sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care